As entrepreneurs, we see the world differently. In a world that not only tolerates but promotes mediocrity, we unreasonably demand more. Giving you access to the world's most successful entrepreneurs and thought leaders, this podcast uncovers the untold truths of what it really takes to build a multi-million dollar business while optimizing your personal performance in every area of your life. I'm Jack DeLosa. Let's get to work. Yeah. Hey team, welcome to this episode of the Jack DeLosa podcast. Today is a very special episode for me. Uh, from the bottom of my heart, I am um, grateful and believe we're all privileged to have uh, the opportunity to have this discussion today. For those of you that have been following me for a little while, you'll know that when I speak about personal development, expanding human potential, expanding uh, consciousness and becoming a conscious wealth creator, uh, that I often say I import much of this knowledge and wisdom from the O&O Academy in India, founded by Krishnaji and Prithaji. And today we are uh, blessed to have Prithaji with us, who's recently uh, written a book called The Four Sacred Secrets, um, in which couple, you know offers a life-altering adventure uh, that has inspired a movement towards emotional and personal prosperity. Now, Prithaji and Krishnaji, uh, two of the most impactful transformational leaders of our time, they've led millions of people, including myself, on a profound journey into consciousness, helping them find the healing, the joy, the relationships, and the purpose that they are seeking. Together, they've coached the likes of Tony Robbins, Usher. Uh, many huge corporate and entrepreneurial CEOs from around the world. And so what you find is that um, people that are incredibly successful CEOs and entrepreneurs from the Western world uh, often go out to visit the O&O Academy in India, myself included, um, to learn about how to become a conscious entrepreneur and a conscious CEO. Uh, and we are incredibly blessed to have Prithaji on the Jack DeLosa podcast. Prithiji, thank you so much for joining us. I'm so happy to be with you, Jack, and also addressing your audience. It's, um, it's a joy to be with you. Thank you very much. Now, I spent about a month with you guys back in uh, 2018, which was yeah. incredibly transformative for me. Prithiji, let's start with becoming a conscious wealth creator. I mean, we live in a world, particularly in, in the Western world, where, you know, the stereotypes are you're either out and you're ambitious and you're building businesses and you're making money or you're on the other end of the spectrum and somebody who meditates and retreats to the mountains and there's almost this passive association um, we get when talking about people of a spiritual kind. And they're almost, in a lot of people's thinking, juxtaposing ends of the spectrum one of the things I love about your message is that these both ends of the spectrum are most powerful when they're integrated. And so talk to us about what is a conscious wealth creator. Absolutely, uh, Jack. Yeah, as you started off, it's supposed to be two ends of the spectrum, which doesn't meet many times. Uh, but I would like to doubt. It, it's an assumption, and I really doubt that assumption. Uh, what the world needs today is an individual who lives in a transformed state of consciousness and at the same time experiences beautiful relationship at the same time is set towards achievement and success. Achievement, success alone coming without a transformed state of consciousness is incomplete. A transformed state of consciousness not allowing you to contribute 
to be in life, not allowing you to add value to the people whom you are with or not allowing you to kind of nurture connection with the people whom you live with is also very lopsided. It is extremely important that we live in a transformed state of consciousness as we create, as we achieve, as we relate and that makes a very true, complete life. As Krishnaji would always put it very pictorially, Krishnaji would say, for me, a complete life is Buddha driving a Benz along with loved ones. That is, Buddha represents a transformed state of being. Well, Benz or any other car represents, uh, represents achievement or success. And then loved one represents you nurturing the other person's heart and the other nurturing your heart that makes a complete life. So to assume spirituality is limited for few people who are negating life or negating wealth or negating materialism is not really true. And today we have scores of people living in this transformed state and yet moving their life towards greatness, towards achievement, towards success, not only for their own lives, but they're also impacting the lives of so many people around them. And it's such a revolutionary paradigm. You know, one of the things I remember very powerfully articulated at the ONO Academy in India was the world's full of people, you know, driving the beautiful new sports car and feeling inferior and living in their dream home and feeling empty and surrounded by loved ones and feeling lonely uh, and, and really highlighting that we live in a world that makes the external supreme often to the compromise of our internal world. And you guys talk a lot about being in a beautiful state and living from the inside out. Talk to us about what is a beautiful state and why is it so important? If you look at lives around us, most of us believe that once we succeed, once we reach our goals, once we achieve, then we would become happy. But unfortunately, even when the goals are reached, even when you have succeeded, even if you have manifested what you truly wanted to manifest in your life, you would see that you're so used to living in a state of lack, a state of insecurity, a state of loneliness, a state of anxiety, and that inner state continues with it. That is why we say it is important as you are living your life, even as young as we have kids coming from nine-year-old who really want to want to know that, who also know that this is very important to nurture a beautiful state in their consciousness because it is going to help them experience a beautiful life as they're moving towards their goals, towards their vision. If you look at most, most lives, when they're moving towards achievement, it comes from a place of lack. It comes from a place of insecurity. It comes from a place of loneliness. And is this the only way towards achievement? Should we continue to feel anxious? Should we continue to suffer as we're moving our life towards achievement? That becomes the most important question we need to ask. And that's why Krishnaji always says that we live only in two states of being. We are either living in a suffering state or living in a beautiful state. And there is no third state that we live an experienced life. So the most important question that you need to ask yourself is, from which state do you want to live an experienced life? Do you want to continue living in a state of suffering? And over here, suffering means any state in which you experience an inner disturbance. It could be anxiety, it could be frustration, it could be anger, it could be loneliness, insecurity, sadness, depression. 
On the other side, if you look at a beautiful state, a beautiful state is where you're experiencing calm, you're experiencing joy, love, connection, uh, or it could be transcendental states of bliss, togetherness, feeling one with everything. But as you nurture this beautiful state, what happens is you are able to be in the present moment. You are able to be alive to your life. You're able to be alive to the people in your life. You are not lost in yourself. You are not lost in self-centric thinking. You are not preoccupied with yourself because suffering state actually separates you from life. And for many, for, for a large part of our life, we've been, we've been made to believe that suffering is very good. Suffering makes you stronger and uh, it kind of pushes you. It kind of drives you towards your achievement. But what use it is if your entire life you're suffering and then achievement, what use is that achievement? Because actually a suffering state is not a state of intelligence. It is a state where intelligence fails. It is a state in which you are preoccupied with yourself. That means a state which separates you from the other, a state which disconnects you from the other, the state that disconnects you from life. And from that suffering state, in that total preoccupation with yourself, there is a lack of intelligence that life needs. And I would like to make a distinction between suffering and challenge. Challenges are a part of life. Everyone experiences challenge. Every species experiences challenge, the plant species, the animal species. Every species experiences challenge. But suffering is something when you, we as human species, have learned this art of internalizing the external challenge and going over it again and again and again. And this internalization, what happens is, robs us of life. We probably hold on to one particular incident or one particular loss, one particular episode of failure that has happened 10 years ago, 20 years ago. And we are allowing that particular incident to, to be the strings to the response that we give to life. Can you imagine that you are totally blind or 90% blind to what is happening right in front of you and you are probably held by something that has happened 10 years ago, 20 years ago. And your current response to life, whether it be it relationship or be it wealth creation, is because of something that has happened in your past. Most of us live our lives from the past experiences. We are not alive to the present situation in life. And that is why we we can ask ourselves, why did I do this? Why did I make this mistake? Why is life repeating? Why is, why is the same pain repeating again and again? Why is such a pattern happening in my life? It is because you are giving the same responses because it is one particular event or a particular period of time in your life that is making you respond to life. Though we believe that we are logical individuals, we are individuals controlled by our past. And it is, it is extremely important that we are able to let go of this past experience in order to be truly alive to the present. Ah, it just brings tears to my eyes hearing you talk about that. It's such, a, it's such a powerful message, I think, for any human being, in particular entrepreneurs. And I, I love the distinction you made between there's a difference between suffering and challenge. And, and, and we're not saying once you're aligned to, to, your, to yourself and your higher self, everything will become easy and challenges don't arise. We're just saying that you can live from a state where you're choosing to not be in a suffering state. One, one of the key distinctions that was, 
you know, so front and center for me in India with you guys was, and I actually put my hand up and said this. I said, you know, I think that I, I thought I had developed a level of skepticism and paranoia and that living in uh, an element of stress and an element of fear helped me be more diligent. And it was like, if I'm not feeling stressed or fearful and I'm feeling good all the time, then maybe I don't dot my I's and cross my T's and I don't turn over the rocks. And, and, and like I've learned to be skeptical and I've learned to have this good judgment. And there was a couple of things that were around that were, that were incredibly shifting and transformative for me, which was upon reflection, what I determined with, with the guidance of you and your team was that the fear and the stress actually clouds one's judgment and that to be in a beautiful state is not to suggest you don't use your judgment, but to use functional judgment because you'll actually see clearer if you're not dampened and, 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 you know, polluted by all the fear and the stress. Can you talk to us about that, how one's judgment actually improves when they're in a beautiful state? Actually, if you look at a state of fear or anxiety, um, Jack, it is a state in which your mind is used to constantly projecting a painful future. Mm. That is, it is a mind that is habituated into, into projecting a painful future. And you are living, most of them live a large part of their lives in fear. And when you are living in a state of fear, if you look deep within your thinking, if you're able to observe your thinking, it'll be the same thinking going in rounds. There'll be nothing different about it. It is like same old thoughts, same habitual thoughts going in rounds and rounds and rounds. You are brooding over the same thing again and again and again. And in that state, actually, we are creating an illusory world within ourselves. Mm. And the response that we give to life is based off on the illusory world that we are thinking. And to add to that, complicate to that, this thinking process is something probably have developed 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. And it is because of one particular period of life or one particular incident and which totally disconnects you from actually taking in all the details which you need to respond to life. That is when I said every species experiences uh, challenges, a plant species, when a plant species experiences challenge, what it needs to do is it needs to respond properly to the challenge. Animal species, it has to respond. Human species will have to respond, but unfortunately we are stuck in this process of inner dialogue, which is actually separating us from the reality that we experience and which is not allowing us to act, to move beyond the state and to see what is needed for life and respond with intelligence or love and connection. Mm. And uh, it is a sad state of situation because most of our decisions are coming from a place of stress, from a state of fear, from a state of anxiety, from a state of lack, from a state of anger. And when we respond to life from this state of being, what we are doing to our lives is we are complicating our lives even more because the actions, the responses is coming from the illusory world that we have created in our minds. Mm, mm. The other huge, just to sort of continue and go a little bit deeper into that thread, I think, I think the other huge misconception that you know, entrepreneurs or, or leaders of any walks of life, we, we do get stuck in this perpetual 
stress and angst and fear and drive and grit and aggression. And we almost think that that's where we get our fuel from. And, 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 and it is where we get our fuel from. It's just a very unsustainable and unproductive fuel source, you know, <laughs> kind of mirrors, mirrors the, 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 the global picture around, you know, us using fossil fuels and needing to transition to a more sustainable energy source. And, and so I think that's the other thing that comes up for a lot of leaders and certainly came up for me early on in my journey with O&O, which was, well, if, if I'm feeling better all the time, then, you know, I, I, I won't have the same degree of drive because my fuel will be gone. And it's because we probably are used to having that fuel and that fuel exactly. has probably been with you ever since you were young and you believe that success happened to you because of the fuel and you do not know how would life would have been if not for the fuel. And that when we move to a more beautiful state, we still have, we, we still have the fuel. It's, and it's probably a more powerful fuel. It's a more sustainable fuel. It's a more enjoyable fuel. It makes us a better leader. And, you know, one of the sort of just a mental experiment that I did in my head is, uh, when in the beginning of my journey with O&O is I went back to a really, really, really challenging time for me as an entrepreneur and for, for my businesses, which was 2016, where we were facing just uh, tectonic, catastrophic challenge uh, due to some government changes here in Australia. And I just, I ran the scenario again thinking if I wasn't in a state of fear and angst, but I was in a beautiful state to the degree that I could have been, and therefore I was sleeping better and I was eating better and I was functioning better and I was more present, would I have dealt with the situation better or worse? And the answer is, of course, I would have dealt with the situation significantly better uh, if I was just in a beautiful state. So can you talk to us about that, how a lot of people get addicted to this fear-based fuel or this suffering-based fuel um, but to actually move to a, an inner state where we're fueled by being in a beautiful state is actually more conducive to creating success. And that is, a, that is an assumption which we probably have carried for a very long time, that suffering makes you stronger and suffering yeah. gives you energy, suffering gives you the drive. And as you put it right, it is a fossil fuel that is driving us. And it is going to hurt us, it's going to hurt our lives, it's going to hurt the relationships that we share, it's going to hurt our achievement, it is going to hurt our health. It is actually a disease. A suffering state is a disease in consciousness. Mm. It can disease your body, it can disease your mind, it can disease your relationship, it can cause disease in the process of wealth creation. And mm. it is definitely not sustainable. Mm. But on the other hand, if you are living in a beautiful state, I'm not saying that you'll have a challenge and you would feel beautiful with it. What I'm trying to say is when you are experiencing a challenge and you are experiencing a suffering state, it is important that we walk out of that suffering state in order to address the challenge that we are currently facing. And in a beautiful state, you do not have probably that kind of some push, somebody asking you, somebody like actually uh, lighting lighting your backs with fire and say, come on, move ahead. And that's how you have to move it. It's not necessary. Our movement in life, our responses in life can emerge from a place of deep connection with people, with life, with the world around us. And when it comes from this place of deep connection, which is a beautiful state, then there is an immense passion that is born within us. A passion, a passion to create a difference, a passion to make 
lives of people different a passion to add value to the lives around us and that passion is sustainable well fear anger a place of lack is definitely not sustainable and it is a very 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 painful experience of life you grow very tired living that life that's why you see many of them many many business entrepreneurs suddenly say i i don't want to do this anymore this is not for me and you see them quit because it is a very tiring experience of life but when you are filled with passion when you are filled in this beautiful state that connection drives you that connection drives you it nurtures you in that state you're able to nurture another being and that becomes the most profound experience of life because it gives you a very clear meaning it gives a very clear purpose if an individual is lost in life i would say a large part of one's life is being spent in disconnection and when i say disconnection it is being spent in a state of suffering because a suffering state is a state of disconnection but if you are living in a beautiful state if you are experiencing deep only then you can experience deep connection with people and with life if you are experiencing deep connection with people and life then there is a very clear meaning a very clear purpose which can drive your life mm-hmm. i think it's important also when when you talk about suffering what what you're not talking about is uh you know people hear the word suffering they think you know being crucified and it's excruciating for most people suffering is just a, a a quiet sometimes subtle inner dialogue which is really unproductive can you talk to us about your definition of suffering because i think a lot of people really relate to that a suffering state is when you are the first way to recognize is you feel uncomfortable within yourself it is not a nice experience but for a large part of our lives nobody has taught us that it is important to bring attention to your suffering state if you are uncomfortable please don't move ahead with life with the discomfort but instead bring attention see what is troubling you actually observe become a witness to it walk out of it nobody teaches us it's it's supposed it is it is very important that we teach our children that because we as a civilization have become so disconnected with everybody around us so disconnected with people and life because we are not taught that it is important to walk out of the suffering state a suffering state is a state of inner discomfort a suffering state is a state where you are disconnected a suffering state is a state in which you are preoccupied with yourself that is a constant self engrossment is a suffering state and uh, people might think no i'm suffering for a cause or i'm suffering because i wanted justice suffering because of this you it could be it it could be however noble that causes if you are experiencing an inner discomfort if you bring attention to it if you are able to observe it very clearly you would be able to see it is a state in which you are preoccupied with yourself it is only about me 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 and me and when we are used as a civilization we are used to living in these states because we don't say it is it is wrong to be in anxiety we don't say that it is mm. it's not it's not good for you to be in fear it is not good for you to be in anger nobody tells us that and we and we don't tell our children also and mm. we believe that is a normal way of life we say okay they are also in ang- they are also anxious they are also in stress they are also suffering it is okay everybody is suffering and we can all suffer but the truth is what is happening at the individual level is what we are seeing at the global level Mm. the suffering that the individual experiences is what 
is manifesting as conflict, as disorder, as chaos in the world. Because individuals make up the world, because it's not going to be a different scenario between us and the world. And the more we are engrossed with ourselves, we cannot be good parents. The more we are engrossed with ourselves, we cannot be good partners. The more we are engrossed with ourselves, we cannot be good entrepreneurs. Because what is allowing us to make decisions, what is allowing us to perform actions is a state of disconnection where it's only about you, 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 and you. You are not able to expand yourself. You're not able to include others in your life because of this habituated experience about yourself. And it is a very painful experience of life too. The more you feel separate, the more you feel lonely, the more you feel insecure, it is a very, very, very painful experience of life. But on the other side, the more you're able to expand, the more you're able to be in a beautiful state, more you're able to include others. And if you're able to act from that state of connection with people, it gives, it gives such a beautiful drive to life. You feel very happy for being alive. Otherwise, you, you're actually very sad for being alive because it is a very painful experience of life. And you ask this question, what am I doing with my life? Why am I doing what am I doing? For whose sake am I doing? Why should I struggle so much? You keep asking these questions internally. Though externally, probably you have the ability to put out a different front. But internally, there is so much of pain when you are living in a suffering state. And there is so much of disconnection that robs, that robs your uh, ability to... Um, drive your drive from a place of connection that meaning that purpose that that clear direction that you can have in life is gone if you are in a suffering state i love how you say that from a beautiful state you can take really powerful action right because i think that again the common misconception for those that haven't been exposed to your work yet is that they almost associate a beautiful state with being passive you know if I'm completely happy and, 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 I, and, I, and I'm satisfied or I'm in a beautiful state, then I, then I associate that with being passive and I don't want to be passive. Therefore, I'll, I'll take the anger and the aches, angst and the stress. Thanks. A beautiful state is a state in which one can be extremely intelligent. Mm. Talk to us about that, how, how a beautiful state actually enables you to take more productive and intelligent action. See, if you look at... Uh, Look at a human being. We have around 15,000 to 60,000 thoughts a day, every single day. And out of this 15,000 to 60,000 thoughts, 80% are habitual. That is, the situations are different because you're used to living, used to thinking it, you're thinking it. And out of it, 80% is negative in nature. So if you look at our life, a large part of our life, probably more than 65% of it is lost in repetitive, old, negative, habitual thinking. Mm. Not because the situation needs you to do that, because you're just used to it. It is like a computer that is programmed to feel angry or a computer that is programmed to feel fear, a computer that is programmed to feel uh, sadness. And you are experiencing it because you're just programmed to do that. And the more such programming is there within you, within your consciousness, what happens is you're becoming blind to reality. That is, you're wearing a tinted glasses, your colored glasses, and you're viewing life, you're experiencing life only through those tinted glasses. And as you experience life through those tinted glasses, you do not know what the real life is. 
you do not know what you should respond how you should respond what actions you need to perform you really do not know and we respond from a place of anger we respond from a place of fear the inner disconnect the inner discord the inner chaos that we experience flows through our actions into the outer world and it creates further discord further problems further challenges for you in your life not only in terms of just just the place of uh, what do you call the responses and actions but in the realm of consciousness we are creating disturbance or chaos to set into our life the inner chaos that we experience manifests in the external world but the inner experience of connection if we are able to experience and spend a large part of our lives in connection you would see the impact of that state of being in your con- in in your consciousness experience in your consciousness in your world because in the realm of consciousness we are all connected we are not separate as separate as we feel we are uh, though we are feeling separate i'm i'm separate from you you're separate from me but in the realm of consciousness we are all connected beings and the more we experience togetherness the more we are inclusive in our consciousness the more we are expanded in our consciousness then there is every possibility that we are attracting the right things into our lives it is like this uh, jack if you have to think of a body and there is a notorious cell in a body a notorious cell which has declared independence from the rest of the cells so what does the body need to do the body will have to get rid of this notorious cell so that the body is complete and healthy yes that's what the body does it gets rid of all the notorious cells imagine us as being cells when we are living in states of separation when we are living in in uh, engrossment with ourselves when we are living in suffering states we are notorious cells of the universe and the universe does not support us in this endeavor so it pushes mm-hmm. us out it cleanses us and it does not support us does not support our intentions but if you are able to be in harmony with the entire world through your state of being through the experience of connection then the universe would support you because in the realm of consciousness it is important that we experience ourselves as a as a part of the whole we experience ourselves as being connected at least leave the universe at least to your family to your to your uh, to your organization to the people whom you are um, spending a large part of your life with if you experience deep connection there is a great harmony that you can experience with the universe and you would feel that life is not a battlefield mm, i absolutely love that what is consciousness consciousness can be described in many ways consciousness is all that exists there is nothing that is not consciousness it is the experience aspect as well as the matter aspect of it it is the energy it is it, it is all that exists in this universe but when we are talking it right now what we are talking about is the experience aspect of a consciousness and when you're talking about the experience of aspect of a consciousness are you feeling separate or are you feeling connected are you experiencing life as not only you might be surrounded by people but how is your experience of life are you constantly engrossed with yourself separating yourself from the other alienating yourself from the others around you are you in a space of connection where you're able to feel the other way able to include the other and life is not about me 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 and me because this me 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 thing is a painful experience some of there's wrong understanding that if you are me 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 and me 
um, that's how you would be able to succeed, succeed. That's how you'll be able to mm-hmm. get the recognition, the importance. Otherwise, you'll be lost. The truth mm-hmm. is, the more expanded you are, the more connected you are, more a feeling of purpose, a feeling of meaning. It kind of is such a beautiful, passionate life that you can experience. Yeah, yeah. Prithiji, for, for those listening and they're thinking, you know, uh, upon hearing this conversation, I recognize that I am living the vast majority of my life in a suffering state. Uh, and I do recognize the, the immense benefit of living life from a beautiful state. I'd like to do more of that. Where do you encourage them to start? How does one live more of their life from a beautiful state? I would say if you look at the academy, we have, we have the wisdom. We have the practices, daily practices, very short practices. Um, we also lead lead individuals through profound, deep processes for the heart to awaken. We also lead participants to experience the mystical dimension so they really experience the profound expansion that is possible. But for those who really want to start with taking this beautiful state in their hearts and wanting to nurture this beautiful state, I would say practice is a place where you would start. And when you talk about practice, you can start off with a soul sync practice. I, um, you must be aware of it. We can leave a yeah. link if we need. And it's soul sync practice is a nine to 12 minute practice. It is step by step. It is scientific. Um, it leads you into a place of expansion. It leads you to move away from the limited experience of life. And at the same time, it allows you in that state to hold a vision that you can manifest in your life. So soul sync practice is something that you can start off with. And even for it is, it takes nine to 12 minutes, depending upon your breath. It, it involves integrates breath into it. And even for nine to 12 minutes, if you are able to do the soul sync practice and immerse in a beautiful state, please understand you are changing your brain to that extent. You are changing because right now we are wired so much to living in a suffering state. It is important that you're able to nurture a beautiful state in consciousness. Fear has been our companion all through our life or anger or sadness has been a companion all through our life. We need to break and we need to allow a newer companion to join us for which we need to do this practice and nurture a beautiful state in our consciousness and create create a, a physiological change in your brain where new neural connections are being formed. Mm. Soul sync is a beautiful practice. Since, since being in India, I, I brought that back to my team here and many of them are engaging that in, you know, in soul sync on an ongoing basis. And it has been incredibly transformative for them. So we'll link to that. If you're watching this, there will be a link around the video. If you're listening to it, there'll be a link somewhere you can access it, but, but do uh, start utilizing soul sync ideally on a daily basis. Uh, and you will experience the benefits of that. Um, Prithiji, you recently wrote the four sacred secrets. Talk to us about this amazing book and uh, what, what someone's likely to get out of it. Uh, the vision behind the four sacred secrets is to integrate those two ends of the two spectrum, which was believed as separate um, spirituality and material achievement. And Krishna and I personally believe that it is important to live in a beautiful state or a transformed state of consciousness. If you want to live, live effortlessly, achieve effortlessly or love effortlessly. Otherwise we struggle for everything in life and life need not be a struggle life. Uh, when life is not a struggle, what happens is 
you become incredibly capable incredibly capable of contributing to your own life contributing to the lives of the others around you and contributing to the world and we want individuals to contribute to the world we want individuals to contribute to the families to the communities to the organization and the four mm. sacred secret is is written not as a book uh, which is filled with knowledge i wouldn't say that um, i i would say this book is more a journey if uh, you want to start off on a journey please take the book and read it slowly internalize it and you would see so much about yourself mm. and that is the vision with which krishna ji and i have written this book we want it to be a journey to get a glimpse of what life can be to understand that there is a different way to life a different experience to life that is mm. the four sacred secrets and it allows one individual to become uh free of the past that is troubling and experience being a happy child allows an individual to experience a beautiful self because a large part of our lives is what we experience as conflict itself a suffering self or a warring self with non-stop in a commentary about everything about oneself about one's appearance about one's life about one's status about one about one's partner about the children's attitude one's children's attitude so we are constantly commenting about life but this second journey allows you to experience a beautiful self the third third life journey is about moving away from a disconnected or a heartbroken lover to being a heartful partner because a large part of our lives we really do not know how to love we really do not know how mm. to include the other we spend life in disconnection in hurt and disappointment and we allow this hurt and disappointment to rule our lives we allow the hurt and disappointment to make decisions and respond in our life destroying our relationship with our partner mm. and the fourth life journey is to being a conscious wealth creator the large part of us are um, are struggling wealth creators and uh, should we live our life struggling or should become we become conscious wealth creators who are not only contributing to our lives but to the world is the fourth life journey so this has four life journeys along with four secrets that is overlapping this life journeys allowing you giving you a blueprint for your experience of life Mm, that is beautiful and team uh, similarly if you're watching this there'll be a link for the book if 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 you listen to this on the podcast there'll also be a link for the book so uh do get that and 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 don't wait i mean get started on this journey or if you're already somewhat uh down the path of this particular journey get the book it is incredibly transformative and you will be um absorbing wisdom um from some of the most enlightened leaders in our world today so do that prithiji one final question just finally uh, it's it's a question around vision what happens to the world when everybody is living from a higher state of consciousness it will transform the world if you look at how we are living or uh, as parents as leaders we're living in state of total disconnection So if you look at the problems of the world be it poverty be it um racial or gender discrimination or climate change it is all because we as human beings as a human species we are living our lives in disconnection we are not able to feel the other we are not able to think beyond ourselves we are not able to include others in our experience of life and what about problems that we are seeing in this world 
is because of this disconnection. If you have to look at one single problem that is um, that has resulted in the condition of the world that we are currently in, I would say it is a state of disconnection. Mm. If an individual is able to be more connected, that individual mm. will be more responsible, mm. more uh, more responsible, more caring, more loving, would not exploit. Yeah. And that is an individual which is missing today. Yeah. Unfortunately, for whatever reasons, where the mistake happened, because ancient civilization didn't have that problem. Ancient civilization actually had this deep, powerful inner journeys to get over loss, to get over separation, to get over painful situations in life. Mm. And, and we as a civilization have lost that ability of going to these powerful journeys. Mm. And uh, we don't go through it and we are living a life obsessing about ourselves, engrossed with ourselves, living in total disconnection. We can be married, we can have children, we can be in an organization. What it needs for you to be a leader is experiencing that powerful connection. Yeah. And because that is absent, the world is in the state it is today. Yeah. So if individuals are able to transform if individuals are experiencing higher states, higher states of expansion, of profound connection, of moving beyond oneself, it is going to have, it will have a huge impact or it will leave a huge impact on the course this world is going to take. It's a very, very powerful vision from a very, very powerful leader. Prithaji, thank you so much for coming on the Jack Delosa podcast. I've been really looking forward to, to having this conversation with you for our, for our listeners and for our viewers. Team, as I mentioned, uh, download the Soul Sync meditation. Start to do that on your daily practices. Uh, make sure you get the book, The Four Sacred Secrets. Get onto that right now. Start this journey uh, and keep sending your feedback through to us and through to Prithaji as you go through that journey. Uh, in terms of uh, the results you get from it, the gifts that you receive from it, any challenges that arise as you start implementing it into your own life, um, just start, start, start on this journey. It's an incredibly powerful way to go. Thanks for tuning in to today's podcast. I'm Jack DeLosa. If you enjoyed listening, make sure you hit subscribe and you'll be the first in line to get every new episode sent directly to your phone. While you're at it, open Instagram and connect with me. My handle is simply at Jack DeLosa, D-E-L, OSA. This is where you'll find me every day sharing the secrets of scaling multi-million dollar businesses and giving you a behind the scenes look at what it really takes to build a life that you love. You can also find me on all the usual places, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. Just search Jack DeLosa. Thanks again for listening. And as always, dream out loud. That's a wrap. Yeah.